JSTV is now on the air. You'd be beautiful. I would not be beautiful. I would be a freak. No, Carl, you'll be something special. You'll be beautiful. You'll matter. These damn things don't come off. I'm half a freak now. Let me finish. I'm not going to finish nothing. Did you let me touch you for one second? You did not. What do you think I am, some kind of stupid animal or something? She was the one who set him apart, made him different, unique. The only thing of his kind, like no other man. The Illustrated Man. Where the lions live. Right there. Well, I was the one that said it. Oh, yeah, right there where the lions live, down in Africa. sent him out on the strangest odyssey ever ventured to explore the ends of the universe to travel to the end of time and through it all he carries one all-consuming goal and i'm looking for the lady that lives in it and when i find her Hand him the other officer. Pass him to him. Come on, come on. All right, let's put the arms out. Put the arms out straight. Roll your bombs. I'll do what he says. Turn around, slow. I don't know whether to look at him or read him.
this your first tattoo? Yeah. He was with his buddy here the other day. Stuck. I think I'm going to get more, though, later on. Oh, you are. I'm putting a comeback in it. <laughs> I, I drop a little two drops of it in there, you know, come back. Yeah. Dan's going to get another one. Oh, Stoney's not crazy. Must be something to him. All them old coon dogs and all of them <laughs> keep coming back and sending me people and everything. Cousineau, all of them. Tattoo a lot of football players, Tony? Yes, yes. These guys can tell you, they see them on them, don't you? Yep, we're all crazy. <laughs> no, you're not crazy. <laughs> Weightlifters, football players, and wrestlers. wrestlers That's yeah. what I get. That's good, that's good. <laughs> don't get ready for anything. Don't prepare for anything. That's what's going to happen. Nothing. There's nothing going to happen. You just watch me. Look at him curling his toes. <laughs> yeah. Let me want to play Tootsie. Oh, yes, I do. That one. That star on my hand. 51 years ago. 51 years ago. Yeah. I was determined to have this one, huh? Can I see? Yes. Wait, hang on. Inside lip. It says Leo. If you do it to a racehorse, I can do it. Can you do that again? <laughs> do it again. We missed it. My lip? Yeah. Hold it toward me. Okay, got you got stars inside your eyes. Yeah, got stars inside the eyelids, but I can't show them. I'm afraid to turn the lid up. <laughs> Leave it to us, hillbillies. Think up something. <laughs> you like that, don't you? Yeah, I like that. S-U-M-P-I-N. Like I say, buddy, this hillbilly accent has been with me a long time, and I'll be damned if I change it, because it's paying off. Yeah, it's paying off like a slot machine. <laughs> no, it's not put on. It comes from the heart. Yeah. I can't guarantee that any longer than 10 days after you're buried. <laughs> Keep it out from under freight trains and stuff like that. It'll be right there. Glad you came. Thank you. <laughs> I am too. Great. Don't go around looking like the great speckled bird or something. <laughs> some of that might be paint. I was painting yesterday. No, that's not paint. That's my fallout. Yeah. You want to put a patch on there, Brian? Put a patch on it, yeah. All righty. Now, can you raise your leg up a little? Yeah, I'll help him. Right there. Now, I'll put this where I'd be sure. Take yeah. some hair and hold. Yeah, hair and hold better. Aren't we mean? What was the price on that bear? 22, I 22. You know, most tattooers make you pay in advance. You never see me do that, have you? And nobody's ever, ever done it to me. No, I, I think, I'd see, I was raised that you trust, you trust people, you know? And I can just look and I say, what was your price over there? And he'll tell me. Hell, he's going to tell you the truth. That's right. what he is. And you can trust people that way. If you, if you learn what trust is, that's a great damn thing. You know that? Oh, it's all there. <laughs> uh, it's there. I don't need to have to try. I don't, don't count it. That's just um, I feel everybody else is the same. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, boys. Thank you. And uh, you all behave. You know where I live. Got it. All righty. See you later. All right. Okay, fellas, y'all take care. It used to be sailors and women no better than they ought to be. Now it's salesmen and doctors' wives with butterflies on their bottoms. What starts with a stencil can end up a walking art gallery. The skin is the canvas, the needle, the brush. Tattooing, once the preserve of the backstreet parlour, has gone upmarket. And Dennis Cockle, with a pristine studio in London's Hampstead, is leading the new wave. Mind you, the techniques he uses are much the same as they've always been, just a bit more hygienic. The needles that we use now these days are three small needles set up in a round cluster. They run through a stainless steel tube and they just vibrate under the skin surface. There's about seven layers of skin but we only break about four. This leaves a trail of black pigment underneath the skin. We use a shading machine just to fill it in. This is seven needles set up a little bit like a paintbrush in a way. Um, virtually the same as the first machine I use, except these are in a flat row, more than a round cluster. 
again the tattoo starts from the bottom and follows through the design. Does tattooing hurt the subject? Uh, it's got a slight stinging sensation just to start with, maybe if it's their first time tattoo, but apart from that, nothing really to speak of. No one knows how many people in Britain have tattoos. Most keep them well hidden. But the designs they're choosing are getting more adventurous. But in body decoration, we're still a long way behind the primitive tribes of Africa and Asia. They painted their bodies to scare away demons, and that's still a theme of a lot of modern tattoos. There have been cases of people contracting serum hepatitis and other blood-transmitted diseases through tattooists' dirty needles. But tattooists, while they still have no formal training, are having to improve standards or risk losing customers. Are there any people you won't tattoo? Certainly, anybody under the age of 18. And I don't tattoo below the wrist or above the neckline. Why? I think it's a little bit obscene and maybe they might regret it in later years. If people come in here a bit uh, the worse for drink, decide at the spur of the moment to have a tattoo, will you do them? No, they refuse. You think they're going to wake up the next morning and regret it? They may well do, like a number of things you can do when you're drunk. But now there's a ray of hope for tattooed ladies and gentlemen who want to get rid of their dark secret. The Middlesex Hospital has been using lasers to remove tattoos as part of a research programme. They've been flooded with requests for the operation. The laser burns the outer layers of skin and vaporises the pigment underneath. The dye will be given off as water and the skin will eventually close up, leaving hardly a mark. A simple outline can be removed in one treatment, but a shaded tattoo needs a second or a third visit. There are already far more patients than the hospital can treat. Dr Cochrane, this is very expensive equipment you're using here and your time is very valuable. Should you really be using it on removing tattoos? Well, this was only started off as a small project to look at the uh, removal of tattoos from a research aspect, but um, I've been struck since we did start it by the very great depth of feeling that people have about their tattoos and how much it does interfere with their lives. We've had a number of teenagers who've even been trying to shave off the tattoos themselves with a knife. Um, I think it's something that uh, is, is really, uh, there's a great need for. What the hospital takes off, Dennis Cockle puts on, with just as much skill and attention to detail. He hopes it will become easier for people to get rid of their tattoos if they get tired of them. He knows there's plenty of fresh customers just aching to have a samurai warrior climb all over them. Where the hell are you taking me? You're going to love this guy. He's a genius. Yes, just hope I don't catch nothing from this mother. <laughs> Here you go. I'll see you later. Where the hell are you going?
great, Rocco. Jesus, man, you scared the hell out of me. You think everyone lives on rock and roll time? Is that it? Hey, I'm sorry, okay? Are you farouche? Take your shirt off. Shit some people put on their bodies. Hey, man, which one of these twos tells a story? Fuck you and a story. It's a bullshit story. <laughs> Look at this guy. It's a story about a guy drunk out of his fucking head with $50 burning a hole in his pocket. And we all know that's a bullshit story, don't we? What makes you such hot shit, huh? <laughs> you know the answer. You've seen what I do. Farouz finds what's inside and brings it outside. Now, if you've got the money, and if you're brave enough, we could do business. It's up to you. Yeah, okay, man. But I want a tiger. Ain't right your choice. Here. You see, your skin's got a story to tell. And I'll find it. What do the handcuffs mean? <laughs> Because he's been knocked up. I've been knocked up a long time. The first time I got locked up, I put it on. You know, that's my neighborhood. You know? I want it there. You know? I've been in it a long time. Cuatro cats. This is a, it's a dragon. I'm crawling down my arm. But, uh, I just put dragon because I got a lot of heart. Man. You know, they're crazy. That's the only reason I put it on. When I get busted, too. The cops get it down, all the tattoos are guys, you know. And then when they see me, they call me Babato and they tell me what I'm doing, you know. Well, I'm taking it off because I don't like it. And, you know, well, I like that girl that I'm putting on. So I'm putting it on to cover it up. I got first on it when I, you know, just just enough to get into his skin, the, the needle. Then uh, we all got like go slow going over where I got here. The outline go slow. I would just be a line instead of dots. You don't want to dot one line. Wait till I finish, huh? Oh, man, it's talking. Hey, man, this is hey, man. Hey, man, what's up? Picture Maruca, eh? You don't believe me? Let me see. Let me see your picture. Real picture. Yeah, yeah. Sean, tell me that don't look like her. It does look like her, you see? That does look like her, you see? You took, you took two hours. Let me see. We've done it for you. Another homeboy thing. Come out of prison. Hey, so, what, so what's been happening? Hey, man, just really a little while ago, I found out hey, that a uh, little guy died right here in the neighborhood. Hey, one of little homeboys, 13 yeah. years old, hey, that was little brother. He was with uh, four other guys, and all of them were youngsters, except for one. He was an adult. He was 27 years old. And he took these guys out for a drive last night around 9 o'clock, and 1.30 in the morning, he got, the mother got a phone call that his son just died in the hospital. He was in a terrible accident. They were coming down 7th Street Bridge. It's a hill. And they were coming down, 
And they made a sharp left turn, and they crashed head on with a diesel. That's about it. What about those in the hospital right now? Man? Yeah, man, it's good. We start throwing a collection in a little while, man. But Raise money? Yeah, help the mother. The mother thought he was all the time asleep. That he was asleep. Guns, guts, and the will to stay alive, and the burning ambition to be the best. We're talking the top gun of tattooing. Not many will ever experience that kind of high in a lifetime. So if you're ready to step from fantasy into reality, then sit down, shut up, and don't move. Now fasten your seatbelt, because the journey is about to begin. Say, could you imagine being on a 747 from Chicago to L.A. and being told that Roy Boy is your pilot today? designs, modern examples of an age-old custom which has literally left its mark on mankind. They're on show at one of Britain's oddest institutions, the Bristol Tattoo Club. It's a men-only club, men who really have let this form of art get under their skin. Each week they meet and show each other new designs they've had tattooed on their bodies. Each member's tattoos are recorded by club officials and their membership badge is a flying bat emblem with the letters BTC. They can't lose their badge, it's tattooed on their wrists. Tastes among these walking art galleries seem to vary from heathenish dragons, snakes and daggers to religious themes. Some of the tattoos are real works of art, but there's nothing arty about the men who wear them. Since the days of primitive man, who was tattooed with a picture of his first lion killed to prove his coming of age, tattoos have remained a sign of toughness. Tattoo marks needn't make a permanent impression, more than we can say for the impression this chap would make at the beach. He's coal miner R.J. Richards, the most tattooed man in England, and the pride of a club whose members really believe that beauty is only skin deep. People that like tattooing, and nothing can stop them, brother. You can sign they don't get that stuff on, they'll get it. Ever since Adam and Eve, men and women have been preoccupied with their appearance. They're seldom content with the way they look, they've tried to change their appearance with artificial aids. Scar patterns and body paint were two early methods they used. And then sometime, we don't quite know when, somebody combined these two techniques to produce not only a permanent design on the skin, but also a permanent color as well. The brilliant tattoos that we see today on people's skins are a result of a refinement of these early techniques. What about the reasons for having a tattoo? Well, among early man and uh, among some primitive peoples today, tattoos related to their religious beliefs or perhaps served some magical purpose or maybe indicated rank or status. 
But among civilized people today, the motives for creating an indelible impression are somewhat less clear. Uh, some sailors, for example, you know, seem to do it as a tradition. But what of the others? Not forgetting the women who number themselves among Doc Forbes' clients. Let's take a look now at a few minutes in the day of a tattooist. Ed, you've already had uh, three tattoos done. How come you decided to have another one? I couldn't really tell you. It's just... I like them, I guess. I don't know when I'll stop. When you had your first one done, did you figure you'd have more done afterwards? Well, I had two together and didn't really want to go any farther, but I walked through a tattoo shop and I saw a nice little dog here on my shoulder. You can't resist them, huh? Many of your buddies have this work done? Oh, just about all the fellows on ship. What do your folks think about it? Well, they were dead against it until we saw them. They didn't uh, really mind that. To start with, they were right dead against it. Actually, there's really nothing to it, is there? If you can relax, I think there's really nothing to it. How do the girls react when they see those on your head? Well, the girlfriend liked the, the deer, but uh, she didn't care for the eagle and heart, and she hasn't seen the dog yet. <laughs> she hasn't seen it. She doesn't think you're uh, rather silly for having it done, though. Well, I thought myself silly at times. You were mentioning something about a, a pig. Oh, yes. Now, that's quite a favorite head thing with all sailors of all nationalities all over the world, because it's a superstition with them. They're having a pig tattoo done. Of course, this is on the knee. Not on the arm. It's on the knee they have it. And, of course, the superstition is a pig on the knee, safety at sea. Say a pig can't swim. He's a bit of sailor. Oh, we'll just give you a little wash down here and some of the excess colors off your skin and... That's just about as complete as we can do it on this type of job. What's that going to cost? All the instructions. This uh, run about eight dollars. This job, and would take about thirty-five to forty minutes. Well, actually, it would uh, be about a ten-dollar job. I might run a little special on them tonight. Old customers, you know, we have to treat the boys right. Doc, you seem to be a walking advertisement for your trade. Well, I think maybe that's what got me interested in the work in the first place. I guess I was about 16. I was traveling in the States extensively with all oh, shows, circuses, and one thing or another. And somebody put a, a small design on me, and I kind of fell in love with it and got a couple more on. I thought, gee, this is an easy way to make a living, just sitting around like this, pulling <laughs> on people's arms. I had done a little artwork before that, so I thought it should be easy for me. So I took up the work right from there. Have you done this yourself on your own arm? I have done, yes, and I've done my own legs, too. i got some big pieces on my legs I put on. But, of course, only where you can reach, you know. I see some writing up here, Doc. What oh, yes, so <laughs> that's why I guess that's been on 40 years. That's a now and a skeleton head, yeah. skull. It says you can't fool us. Who's the us? Well, you can't fool a dead one. You can't fool a wise one. I see something above there that's been obliterated, I think. Uh, uh, there's a name written out there, too. Oh, is there? Oh, uh, here. Yes. Oh, that's my latest flame. She's, I had a other girl's name on here, and uh, when she seen that, I don't. I think there's a little jealousy there, but she bored the tattoo machine one day, and she fixed that awful quick and put her name on. She did this herself. <laughs> what what and, sort of uh, people have tattooing done? Is there any uh, one particular economic class or... It's all well, through society, generally. Most people are under the impression that just sailors and, and soldiers and drifters get uh -huh. tattooed. But do you know that, uh, well, perhaps this is an exception here because we do have the Navy well represented here and we do a lot of Navy. They're our biggest customers here. But I tattoo in Vancouver, oh, two or three times. I'd be here two years and I'd go over there for two years. And it's mostly all civilian business there. And uh, the longshoremen are good customers and the deep sea sailors. But then we have a lot of young fellows from, uh, well, Westminster and Richmond and Haney and uh, the surrounding countryside, young fellows that uh, 
going to college even. We even do college boys and put their alphabet on them and everything else, you know, in Greek. Yeah. So that I would say that there isn't any particular people that favor this, this work at all. Why do you think people have it done? I'd say the average man that walks in here, he just wants to show his manhood, I should say, and so that the other boys won't think he's chicken. He has to have a tattoo. Oh, it may have been in the back of his mind for years, you know, to have one. Do you get people who uh, get carried away with the whole idea and want uh, their whole body covered? Yes, there are a few I'm doing right now. It sort of becomes an obsession with them, or we just say a fetish. And they just can't seem to get enough of it. You say a lot of women have tattoos. Could you tell us something more about that? We have an awful lot of women here at... Uh, their husbands usually in the Navy, some of them, and they bring them in and they have a small rose or a heart with their husband's name on. I won't ask you where. Well, uh, that's not the question of where. They usually have it in, in their hip or someplace or where it can be hidden by a bathing suit or their clothing, where it's a, sort of a secret thing with them. You think this creates some sort of a bond between people? Like I think it does, yes. I think there is something... Something permanent. There's something subconscious about it. <laughs> this young lady's name is Joan. And she first came to see Doc Forbes about a year ago to have some work done. Doc, uh, what are you going to be working on today? Well, we're going to work on this bird here. The last visit that Joan made up here, she filled in the bird on the left here. My left, as you say. And this time we're matching the birds by filling this one in the green. But you have a matching pair of lovebirds on her chest here in her breast. Joan, do you feel any sensation from that? There's a slight burning sensation, but other than that, it's not bad. No pain? Not real pain, but no. What made you decide to have a tattoo? Well, very much. It's, well, it's something no one can take away from me. And it's a really a beautiful piece of art when it's finished. I'm really very proud of every one of my actions. You have a few on you, I see. Yeah, well, if you count the little tiny ones, I have about eight no. What does your husband think of uh, this work? He likes it. He's quite proud of Do you have any children? Four. And do they have any tattoos? No. Hmm? If, when they become of age, when they're 18, if they want one, then they can get one too, but... Until they can make up their own minds and get what they want. Are you finished yet, Doc? No, this takes one of well, this is one of the more difficult colors to uh, work into the skin. It takes a little longer to do, you know. You mean that some colors go on more some easily than others? Some colors go right into skin easily than other colors. No, and of course, different parts of the body are more difficult. The tattoos too. First, you know, the skin tightens over the arm, the muscle, and that. But here, the skin is really loose, and it takes a little longer to work it in. Joan, do you have any desire to have uh, your whole body covered with these designs? No, not one bit. I would like uh, to get a nice, uh, oh, I wouldn't call it big. Very good size, one on my hip. Yeah, with lots of colors, a peacock or a north kid or something like that. Because mine are considered very small factors. And I'd like to have one of these. Now, it's bleeding a bit here now. And we don't do anything to stop the bleeding. It's just as well that it does bleed out a bit. Uh, we were talking a while ago about the tattooed women of the circus. Something is in great demand today is women to travel with circuses that are tattooed completely. And I started on one here a few years ago, and it, was, it pictures up there. I got her just about half done, and then some Joe came along and married her, so that was the end of that. It turned out to be a farmer instead of a tattooed lady. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, is tattooing as popular today as it was, say, 20 years ago? Uh, I would say it is really, uh, of course, with this population outburst, we've got a lot of more boys come becoming 18 years of age and old enough to get it. I would say that it's more popular. There's more work being done today.
get tattooed you are altered the rest of your life you know you're making you're, you're making a statement also for the rest of your life unless you want to go down and have it physically removed or altered uh, a tattoo can be totally covered uh, with another tattoo design it has to be bigger and darker but it can be covered and that's really the best thing to do if you don't like a tattoo is to go down and get a competent tattoo artist to, to cover it and because uh, you know you might wind up with uh, being married to somebody else by a different name than you got on yourself. You know, so you can, you can change that. But back to the business of altering a person for the rest of their life. I use my tattoos as a, sort of a point of relative positioning. That's how I can tell who I am when I'm in doubt. I'm an artist, you know, and I enhance people's bodies, you know, and I don't you know, do anything to disfigure somebody. And I think if you go through and put lightning bolts on some dummy's face or something, that, you know, that would be disfiguring him. And um, so I don't tattoo alone for money. You know, I'd like, I feel that, that a tattoo is more than a picture on the skin. Because that's sort of how I, I don't think of that what I do as tattoos, but they're tattoos. It's just, you know, T-U-T-T-O-O. So when you do something to somebody that's going to alter them the rest of their life by the picture or the philosophy that you put on them, you've got to do that with a certain amount of conscience. 
you know, and if you're just in it, you're a fast buck artist and you just want to get in there and whip, bang, you know, and don't give a damn about nothing, you know. Um, that guy, uh, he'd wind up with a set of lightning bolts on his forehead, and I bet in a few years he'd be a sick son of a bitch. The reasons that people obtain tattoos, collect tattoos, um, I don't know, it might be a hobby or something. There's, there's cultural uh, reasons for it. There's the, today it's like, uh, why not? You know, why not put something pretty on your skin? Why not be a little bit different? If you get down into the, the worldwide today, you know, there's the, the oriental design, and I guess the American style tattoo design, which almost starts off with, uh, um, if you was gonna get tattooed all over in American style, you'd get ankle bands, and wristbands, and a neck band, and a cargo net on your balls, you know, and then just fill the rest of it in. You know, that would be an American style coverage, probably an eagle on your chest. I mean, that was like, but the, but the Orientals do it with, you know, like legends and things like that. It's, uh, it's a very popular style today, especially when somebody's going to get heavily tattooed, because then it, that way they get into the legend. You know, it's uh, a legendary, the, the Oriental uh, mythology and everything. I don't understand it myself, but I, and I would like to have time someday to, you know, to study it, because uh, uh, all, I feel a kinship to all, all styles and all cultures of tattooing because it's, uh, when I go to, you know, like to a primitive country like down into Samoa, uh, it's, uh, and they still tattoo there today, you know, all their chiefs are tattooed. Uh, even though I couldn't speak to some of the people, I mean, we had a, a, a kinship. They made me a chief through the processes of my visit down there. They, uh, all their chiefs are tattooed, and I had more than all of their chiefs, you know, because they wear like a, a pair of pants, they call it a peya. And, um, I'm tattooed, uh, you know, from neck to ankles to wrist, and so zap, they called me Taula Imololo. So that's my Samoan name. We are a traditional animal. You know, like, a woman came in one time and wrote an article about me, a long, long time ago. So when I get the article, they start off saying that in her research, she'd found out that anybody that had the words death before dishonor tattooed on them was basically homosexual. So I thought, you know, I had thought back of the people I'd, you know, put death before dishonor on through the years, and so the next guy that came in and picked out a great big dagger with a, was a Marine. Great big son of a bitch. And I, you know, so I sort of like to start talking to him, you know, I, you know, so I finally asked him, you know, what are you having to put on for? You know, what's, you know, the basic, and he says, because he believed it, you know, death before dishonor. So I guess it's, it's also like, put, there's your philosophy again. There's a thousand different reasons that a person would get tattooed. Probably each person that comes in to get a tattoo would uh, it'd be different numbers and combinations like number 27, 34 or something. You know, like, um, it's just how you're, how it's um, introduced to a person. You know, you might have a friend to come home with a tattoo. Um, you might want to take and show your emulation and affection for um, a loved one, so you go down and get a tattoo to show them you love them. You know, you might uh, do it on a, in a memory thing. You might do it because it's, uh, it's, it's really basically an avant-garde no-no. Religious philosophy is one of the weirder things that people get into. I mean, they like their concept of, uh, of religion and that's really a way to get into showing like your praise for the deities, putting it on your own body, you know, like your earth vehicle. So there was a fellow came in one time and he had plus Christ equals minus fear and minus Christ equals plus fear put on him. I mean, that was his credo, you know. And um, so I guess you could take and change the words around, but I mean, it's like a positive philosophy and a negative philosophy of looking at it. Uh, there was a guy come running in a tattoo shop one day and uh, wanted tattooed on his extra rib that uh, I don't have any sister. So I don't know what, uh, you know what had happened to him, but something in a nature had disturbed him and some direction that he wanted to really indelibly etch that on his body. I've got some of my philosophy tattooed on my body. I have so I tried to look up the, the, the Tuttle family crest and couldn't find one. Just a bunch of potato diggers from Ireland or Wales, you know. And um, 
so I designed my own, and I sort of like my basic philosophy has changed now since I've had this put on, but it's um, a cock, a rooster, and a feather, and some Latin writing, which is Galena Hodier Plume Crass, which means chicken today, feathers tomorrow. I have modified this philosophy into the, that success is the trip, not the destination, but see, so people put their philosophy on themselves. You know, if a guy puts born to lose on his arms, he's either doing it for two reasons. It's that he's putting the mark of the enemy on there. He's putting a re reminder that he's had nothing but a bunch of trouble in his life. So he's born to lose. And so this is maybe something that he can bounce off of and elevate himself. Um, and then possibly just uh, he really believes that and just says, you know, screw it. I'm born to lose. And I'm just going to let everybody in the world know it. I think all parents, you know, tell their kids don't get tattooed. I'm sure that the last words that a mother gives her son on a, getting on a Greyhound bus in Omaha, Nebraska to go to Navy boot camp is as the door is closing. The last words is don't get a tattoo, you know. But that's understandable because a mother's uh, uh, child is, uh, you know, she's an artist and that's her ultimate artwork. And no artist likes to have their artwork altered. And this is really a an alteration when you, when you tattoo somebody, somebody obtains a tattoo, because that's something that's going to last you the rest of your life. Some of the old sailors used to put on, uh, like, hold tight, and when they was climbing a rigging in a, in a, in a bleeding blizzard, you know, hurricane, you know, hold tight. I mean, it was like their philosophy. They'd get a pig and a chicken put on each of the top of their feet, and... Uh, which a pig never uh, drowns because uh, this is a weird philosophy, this whole thing. But you know, it's also a rooster never drowns. They both cut their throat and bleed to death before they drown. That's the, the punchline. But anyhow, it's, that's sort of like a... Um, but they, they never technically drowned. So the old sailors will put that on, uh, that on their feet. You see a lot of them. And it was out of the... It was, I've seen a lot of them, and I think I've maybe put a couple sets on them, somebody that's trying to emulate the, you know, the traditional things, which there are a few people that that get traditional tattoos that people have been getting for hundreds of years. The human races have lost their tribes. See, we were, you know, we were at one time a lower form of life. We was up in trees running around having a good time, and we decided to get civilized and complicate our lives. And so we lived in little groups, which were tribes, and the tribe all got tattooed the same way. So people today, so as we got more sophisticated and went into communities and towns and cities, we lost that. And people suffer from it. And uh, so they're always trying to get into tribes like motorcycle gangs try to, you know, uh, the Navy doesn't like the Army. Same service, same war, but they have a friction going. So, so it's, it's a tribal thing. So people in the military, they get um, the USMC and the Navy and, you know, so in, so it's esprit de corps. So, so people come in from communes and get tattooed. Lovers get tattooed. There's a lot of different types of tattooing. Each culture has its own tattooing. Each tattoo artist, the contemporary tattoo artist, has his own style and his own his studio and his projections a world of its own. So there's many, many types and styles of tattooing. Well, when anybody asks me about tattoo removals, I always tell them that it's like a, asking a preacher about divorce. It's a long 15 seconds. Good? Down through the ages, it has been worn by men and women, scholars and superstars, courtesans and kings. It is the mystic symbol of fascination and fear, seduction, sensuality, passion, and power. It is art, it is flesh, it is the mark. Joseph E. Levine presents a story of obsession, possession, love, and terror. Why do you call it the mark? I never met anyone that does what you do before. 
down on the pillow. Every great love leaves its mark. Tattoo. Shows us how a New York City law has turned that trend into an outlaw underground. You have a tattoo? Yes, I do. Where is it? My daughter has a tattoo. And what do you think about that? I'm not too happy about it, but... I got this about four years ago, and it's called a fleur-de-lis. French symbol. A very funny story about tattoos, but I can't tell it here. It's on my right breast. <laughs> You're right or my right? <laughs> Mine is going to be right back here. I think it's very sexy. Do you have a tattoo? My mother's going to see this. Your mother's going to see this. Mom may not like it, but tattoos are trendy, not only with athletes, movie stars, and pop stars. Take a look at any suit and tie crowd. Can you guess who's got a tattoo here and where? It's a personal thing, and nobody knows about it, nobody sees it. It's on the shoulder blade, and it's, you might want to put your finger on right it. Right here? To no. the right a little bit. To the right a little bit. Right, right here? There. Right That's there. where your tattoo is. Well, we can't, unfortunately, we can't see through your shirt. There is no record of how many people have tattoos in New York City, but there is on record a city law that says it is illegal to do tattooing in New York City. Article 181 of the City Health Code prohibits tattooing. The law was first passed in 1959, after 15 cases of hepatitis were traced to tattoo parlors. The law was repealed and then reinstated after another outbreak of hepatitis in the early 60s. I think it's a stupid law. Tattooing is legal in other parts of New York State, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You're going to get a tattoo on your yeah. calf. Okay. Seems like place in, someplace in the city to do it. Most tattooists are recommended. And if they do advertise, they usually list only a phone number. We get a lot of word-of-mouth traffic. Jonathan Shaw's Fun City Parlor in the East Village is visible from the street. Shaw has been tattooing for more than 20 years. I served an apprenticeship with a seasoned veteran tattooist, somebody who'd been in the field for 30 years plus. Shaw hires other veteran tattooists, and there seems to be no shortage of customers for tattoos that go for $75 and up. Did you have any hesitation about doing this work at all? I mean, is there anything that, that concerns you? No, not in the least. We're perfectly safe. Well, it's very important that the tattoo parlors use single-use disposable items when doing tattoos. And that will reduce the possibility of infection. That means disposable needles in sanitary conditions. And although there are an estimated 30 illegal tattoo parlors in New York City, doctors say they haven't seen any problems. In general, most people do not have problems with their tattoos. No one from the health department would talk to us on camera, but a spokesman said health officials still believe that tattooing poses the risk of spreading hepatitis. I think they're so beautiful. I just love looking at them. I love them on other people, and I love them on Grace isn't worrying about health. She views her body as a walking canvas. This is a very important book. And do you have tattoos? No, not yet. But? But uh, as soon as I come up with a design. Many consider tattoos <laughs> Art. But we had to ask, does it hurt? It feels like a perfect cross between a pinch and a scratch. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it feels like a cross between a pinch and a scratch. Perfect cross. We brought the issue of a law that's at odds with popular culture to the attention of Councilwoman Catherine Creed. She represents downtown Manhattan. And one of her staffers has a tattoo. It's ridiculous. You've got you've got people operating. You're better off having them out, having them licensed. If there's a problem, you're much better off having, you know, knowing who's doing the tattooing. And if there's a problem, being able to track it down. Tattooing may involve issues of health. It also raises questions about art and taste. But it is also about commerce. And as long as tattooing is outlawed and there's a demand, it's inevitable that there will be a tattoo underground. Barbara Nevins-Taylor, News 9 Tonight. Harbor's report, Councilwoman Freed plans to introduce legislation that would legalize and regulate tattooing. Legalization would also raise tax money for New York City. Hi there, what's your name? Isabel. And where are you from? I'm from England. Hey, I think you're in the Guinness Book of World Records, aren't you? I hope so, next year. <laughs> what for? <laughs> A full bodysuit everywhere. I sit my face and my hands. 
And uh, what's your most recent tattoo? Uh, I'm having my top recolored. So here, just healing, just down there. And that one's new in there. And that one there is new. So um, next time I go, I will have another piece put in the back. There, across the back, so I would get maybe some sort of animal across there. What made you start getting tattoos? I went to a tattoo convention and saw something I liked and that set me off. And I had two at the same time, and I went two or three months, then I went and got some more across the top of the bust. And and I changed to a different artist and he started doing more work along the top and he said you can't have too many ones all over you must start joining up and make it look as if it follows on and that's what happened I started at the top and worked down all the way down and is it all pretty much uh, what, what would you call the theme of your uh, tattoos wildlife animals animals yeah and flowers mm -hmm. um erotic things where do you go from here problem. Uh, maybe uh, if things fade I would just sort of get them recolored. Uh, I might eventually do my hands. Sort of a renewal like spring? Yeah, because I get a buzz if I don't go. I feel I must get some more tattoos soon. You're hooked. <laughs> I'm really hooked, yeah. yeah. Tell us about your piercing. 4-0, 40. 40 of them. I intend to have some more. Down there, yeah. <laughs> Nine there, two there, two there, uh, thirteen there, thirteen there, forty. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into tattooing? Like that's a pretty strong statement you have on your back. And where did you get it? I got it uh, in Suffern, New York, by an artist named Larry Davis. And um, I've always liked the art of tattooing. It's always been fascinating to me, you know, the, the, the permanency of it. And the quote itself means a lot to me personally. And the, the, the quote just represents all the struggles I've had in my life and never to quit and never, you know, to keep fighting and to succeed no matter how much the odds are stacked against you. And until you die, you just keep at it. And so I wanted to convey that. And by putting it small somewhere in my body, it wouldn't have the same impact. I, it, I wanted it to have the impact physically on me as it feels in my heart. So it means that much to me. So I, I think that's what tattooing's all about. That's exactly what it's all about. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I remember I asked my dad, he was a sailor and he had a whole bunch of tattoos on him and I said, I was all of 15. And I said, Dad, how much did those cost you? <laughs> Well, this one cost five dollars. This one cost six dollars. All World War II stuff. So I, said, ah, I think they went up a little. <laughs> give me, give me twenty dollars. <laughs> so I went over there with seventeen dollars after the bus fare, and I stopped at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I had seventeen bucks, and this was twenty-two dollars on the wall. That's can you do it for 17? Wow. I started the, the ball breaking in. You know. yeah. <laughs> you, you started. I started. Now, you're now, you're getting now I'm getting the back and spared the first haggler over there. That's it, I was haggling with him. He did this on me. his own medicine. And then two days later, I went back and I had the flames put on. And the thing was like, you know, <clears throat> oozing. And that concludes our broadcasting day. Till next time. Watch JSTV as it watches you.